this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're going to be talking about Fatma episode four, which we got a lot of reveals, so I'm excited to talk about it, but it was actually my least favorite episode so far of the show. Um, so it'll be good to talk about it, maybe find some more things to like in it. I am not drinking any tea, but I hope to be drinking a cocktail very soon after we finish recording. What are you guys drinking? Any tea? Sophia, you were drinking something that looked yeah, really pleasing. Grapefruit juice. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've been having like a cold-ish, so. I went to a restaurant last weekend that had Palomas on tap, Ooh. and they were so good. My friend makes that drink. So he was good. telling me all about it, but not, I, I had never heard about it before. But that sounds very good. Oh, I think it's just like a margarita, but with grapefruit juice instead of lime. Sounds really very good. good. I love anything with grapefruit juice. Agreed. Was that an NM? No, it was in uh, Charleston. Right, you were in Charleston. I forgot. Also a bachelorette party capital of the world. <laughs> oh, that's true. Wait, you were in Charleston last yeah, weekend? Yeah, I, I went back again. Oh. <laughs> Damn, it's like you get a vaccine and... Hot vac summer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, listeners. Uh, I had a classic ice water. Wow. And wow. I'm feeling very hydrated. <laughs> Okay, well, with that fascinating tidbit, we're going to turn it over to Sophia to tell us what happened in this episode. Will do. As I mentioned off mic, I'm running on some slight sleep difficulties. Um, (laughs) So there is a chance that I will be very lost in this episode even though I watched it less than an hour ago. So the episode starts with Fatma hiding in the forest, which is very confusing, was very confusing to me because like, that's not where we left off. But then we find out that that's a flashback because it says five hours before. So we find out that, well, Fatma is running in the forest and she gets shot. And so well, she falls to the ground and then we flash back to the uh, mall where she has very violently killed this man, Akbar. And she's just standing there like looking at her murder weapon. And she like, I'm still not clear about this. If you guys could clarify, she like, for some reason goes into another room and like passes out in there. That was very confusing because then she like, wakes up in the other room. Yeah, I mean, when they, I can't remember exactly, but when they struggled, he like had her, like he was like strangling her or hit her head or something. So I think she was like physically injured from the fight and passed out till morning. And lost all survival instinct. That's correct. Um, so she like just goes on to put her like mall cleaning clothes and goes on to clean the mall. Um, So she gets into an elevator and I think the narrator is saying like, you you don't get caught because you're always, you're you're not trying to hide or something like that. I think, well, it might not be the narrator. I think it's Baidam, like the flashbacks or something. Baidam said to her something. So she gets into the elevator and these goons get in um, 
who probably work for Ekbar. And so she's just like there. And when they walk in, she's clearly very nervous. So, I mean, I don't think she's trying, she's like trying not to hide. I think she's really bad at hiding her faces. And we can have a discussion about this later in the banter section because I have a few comments about that in this episode. But like these two guys get in and like they're like, oh, they killed Akbar. So they're like all running out. And this other dude, I think his name is Yusuf, is like waiting for her in the parking lot. Cause like we'll find out later, but he's like partly responsible for her in some way. So they're like getting out of the of the city. Well, he's getting out of the city and he because he needs like his instructions were to get rid of the truck and then like like forget the crime, whatever. So he gets a call from Bidam who's like, no, now you need to get rid of the truck as well. Uh, no, not, now you need to go back and get Fatma and get the gun. Sorry, I made a mistake. And he's like, what? And then he turns around and sees that Fatma is in his trunk. So he his mission is now much easier, except he's stopped at like a rest stop and she gets out. And so this woman at the rest stop like clearly can tell that Fatma's in distress. She has like blood on her sleeve. And this woman um, like empathizes to her, with her. I would, I mean, this this might be far-fetched, but I feel like she probably is a victim of violence or something because she's like tying all of everything that has gone, like that that's going on with Fatma to her being like abused probably by this man that she's with. So she goes in the store. She's apparently extremely thirsty. So she like doesn't drink a bottle of water, like spills half of it on herself. And then realizes that she has no money in her purse, um, no wallet. And, like, basically the woman's like, don't worry, it's just water. You don't have to pay, whatever. Well, like, I will i won't make you pay. So she goes to the bathroom and she I think she's trying to wipe off that blood stain that she has on her sleeve that the clerk lady has already noticed. And so this guy goes in to find her and he sees that there's a police car parked outside. And so he comes looking for Fatma. He's, like, pretty aggressive. So the woman at the store, like, gets kind of nervous and thinks that, like, definitely this is the guy who's abusing Fatma and that she needs to help her. Um, so then Fatma has, like, a flashback to different parts of Oz's life where, like, she sees this little drawing um, of a family that he made and she's at, at school. And we find out that um, because of his disability, Oz is not accepted in schools and he's been kicked out previously because he apparently has some aggressive tendencies and like the teachers aren't able to really, um, you know, I, I guess give him the help he needs and, and also like be able to teach classes without him like disturbing the class or like hitting students or stuff like that is what they say. And so there, it's weird because when she says that she's alone because her husband is missing, like there's a weird pause, but it's not explained really. So I thought that they were going to have some compassion with her, but no, they're just like, take your kid elsewhere. I don't know if you guys thought there was an explanation for the pause, but I thought it was kind of strange. I don't remember it, but I feel like that whole interaction was just very awkward and like them just being bureaucratic and like trying to be nice about it, but not really trying to be nice about it. Just like going through the formalities. I don't know. Yeah. So then we find out that Fatma had to start taking O's to work because he's not in school. So she can't stop working because obviously also her husband is missing. And so we see a scene with him and at the author's house and 
the author apparently is very nice to always like doesn't get upset that he obviously makes these noises um and he like piles up objects all over the house and this guy's like well you know he's gonna be an architect someday and he's like very very nice about all of it and she feels kind of embarrassed because like obviously the kid like makes noises and like is not still and she's worried that her clients will like not like that then we go back to the present and she's there with this guy and with Yusuf in the convenience store and the police come to get him because the woman at the convenience store like told her told them that she thought Yusuf was abusing Fatma so they take the guy away and the the woman at the at the convenience store tells her like are you being abused like are you okay the cops are my are my friends i can deal with them and i can help you but fatma's like not buying it and she just like leaves the store and is forced to leave with this guy so well not forced well she like basically i mean i don't know what the word is for it but like of her own will but not really leaves with this guy and so the, she apparently almost left her purse in the convenience store. And I don't know if she wanted to get rid of it because earlier in the episode, she like we see that she still has that bag that had the drugs in it and that she needs to get rid of. So I don't know if her way of getting rid of it was just getting rid of the whole purse or if she just like absentmindedly left it. So they're driving away and he gets to like this forest and he basically starts to tell her that... Um, this is, it was kind of a convoluted story that had Akbar, Ekber, Shevket, and Bayram, and Zafet included. So basically, this guy Yusuf um, committed some crime. I think he killed someone or something. No, I think he, I thought he, he said he shot Shevket, like, in the foot. I don't think he killed anyone. Sam, is that what you understood, too? He shot Shevket in the foot, like, he didn't actually kill anyone? Yeah, he shot Shevket in the foot, and then um, Zafer took the fall for that, which is why he was in jail yeah. for, like, whatever, six months or whatever, not, like, for murder. Yeah, because it wasn't very long. Mm. So then after he, he took the blame for that, I guess that, like, that's where the feud with Bayram and Shevket started. That, that's what confused me. I don't know about that. But then... Then everything went to shit when Shevkit was killed because this guy, Yusuf, was clearly after Shevkit. Like, there's a lot of evidence that he was after him. And so then Ekbar got really nervous because he wasn't in the loop about Shevkit getting killed. So he didn't know what to do. So basically every everything, like the whole plan that they had put in place to keep Yusuf safe fell apart. That's what I understood. So basically that's why he's responsible for Fatma because like now they're having her do stuff, but if she, if like they don't find a scapegoat or like they, if, if, if they're able to trace any of the crimes back to them, like it's probably going to be Yusuf on the line because there's been too many like strikes for him, especially since Chip Kit was killed. Mm. So basically he's like, you owe it to me kind of like, you need to tell me where that gun is. And we know that the gun is at the author's cellar. So that's kind of an issue. Um, and, you know, Fatma's kind of like not having it. So she pretends like she's barfing and she gets out of the car and escapes. 
and she's able to run pretty far. Uh, she tries to call her sister to save her. Her sister doesn't answer. This guy catches up to her and shoots her. I don't know if he actually shoots her or if she just like passes out from exhaustion or whatever. She, like, like, yeah, he doesn't actually get her. I think. Again, oh. like on the roof, he yeah. like shoots at her. She falls and then he gets her and doesn't shoot her. It's very confusing. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so she's like passed out on the ground looking at the sky and has like these flashback memories of happy times with those. And then there's another time she's waiting somewhere and he's making noises because she wants some, he wants like some plastic cups. And she, I think she that scene is like she goes to yet another school to see if they'll take him and they don't. And so she calls her sister and says, like, can you please take care of us? Um, I have to go to work. And so the woman with the child with the small girl doesn't want O's to interact with the small girl. Like she doesn't want O's near her daughter, Sarah. And so she goes to, uh, well, calls her sister. Her sister's like, oh, but I had previous plans. Like, how am I going to cancel my plans? And she's like buying some lipstick. Like, I guess it's just trying to show that she's extremely superficial. And she's like, I'm not with my husband, so I can't take care of any kids, which I don't understand why that is an excuse. But anyway, um, so... She's with, with Oos, they're walking down the street and he sees something that he really wants. I get I don't know if it's a toy truck think, or like the bottles, but yeah. the, some guy's yeah, my, stacking. My some theory bottles. is that he really likes stacking. He's like obsessive about stacking, which was what the cups mm, were about. And yeah. so he sees the guy stacking the crates and he wants to go over there. Okay. So yeah, he sees um some stacking and he goes to to cross the street while Fatma's on the phone with her sister. Fatma's on the phone. Fatma's on the phone with like fake um, Zafash. Yeah. Who is uh, oh, oh, even right. worse? What's that guy's Zafash. name? Ismail. The, the so she's yeah. Ismail. Yeah. Ismail. Yeah. So she's she's very uh... no. Sorry, my cat keeps eating her hairballs, and I don't want to let her do that. Um. Anyway, sorry. So she's on the phone with with Ismail, um, like trying to, because at this point she still believes that that's her husband. So she's desperately trying to, like, get an answer from him, and she doesn't even notice. But Oos like runs away, like he crosses the street, and so by the time she like regroups, he's like dead already, and he got hit by, I think, a bicycle, right? I thought it was a car. I it was a car. Or was it a car? Because like, because that guy's like. Uh, I, for some yeah, reason I, I agree. I, I wasn't sure My because bad. he's like out of it immediately. So yeah. it's kind of confusing, like whether it was a motorcycle or, but I'm pretty sure it was a car. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. So then they're at the hospital and Fatma's obviously desperate. And then we see another woman like running in desperately. So this is where I get confused. Is she the doctor or is she the mother of the other guy? Or both? mother, mother of the, uh, okay, her, okay. yeah. Okay, so she's very desperate. She's she already has a lawyer there, who's our friend from, who's the boss of this other guy that we saw last episode. Um, and so, like, she's very upset. Her son is very upset because he thinks he's going to jail. And so, uh, basically, he's like very desperate. The lawyer's like, "We'll figure something out. Don't you worry about it." Fatma is like 
very out of it. And so she is just crying and this woman comes over to like say some words to her. Well, she, okay, wait. No, she first, so this woman comes to tell some words to her and she's like, honestly, like, don't say anything to me. Like you're the doctor, I know you tried. Like she confuses her for the doctor who like she thinks tried to save her kid. And she's just like saying how he is a, he was a wonderful kid and he like had so much light in him and all these things. And this woman that like, can't help herself from crying. Um, and so then Fatma has a flashback to her like hugging O's and like, well, she also talks about how she was always worried that he would be alone in the world after she died. But like now the reverse happened and she was never really like mentally prepared for that because she could never consider it an option. And so she wakes, then she wakes up in the forest and this guy's like, tell me where the gun is, tell me where the gun is. And she like says that she's going to call her sister to tell her to bring the gun. And then her sister gives her a call back and she's like, I'm in trouble. And her sister's like super dismissive and is like, well, no wonder you had a bunch of cash in your purse. Like, obviously you're doing shady stuff and like, I can't help her. Um, and so Fatma is like really desperate and then she remembers, she reminds her sister that she left her alone. Well, that because her sister didn't help her, like O's died basically because of the sister had been caring for for the for the kid, he wouldn't have like died basically. Which is kind of a shitty thing to say, but we can talk about that later. Um so basically the sister doesn't help her. Um we flash back again to the hospital where the neighbor has had to tell these people everything because Fatma wasn't even speaking. So through the neighbor they find out that she has a husband who's missing and that she like works cleaning houses and basically that's mostly it. Um, so then in the forest, this guy's like again threatening her, telling her to find the gun. Um, and she tells him where the gun is. Um, but I think she says something wrong because she says it's like the seller at whatever, but it's not the seller at the author's place, I thought. Or maybe she just tells him the right thing. No, she's lying. She says it's at um, her neighbor's house. Oh, her neighbor's cellar. Yeah. yeah but yeah, it's yeah. actually in her purse. Right. Yeah. So then he like stands up, threatens her with the gun. She's like, stop, stop, and shoots him. And then she's like, I don't remember what she says, but it's like really powerful. She's like, well, um, my pain didn't kill me, but this pain is going to kill you or something like that. And that's the end of the episode. Yep. So now we'll move straight into our favorite section, which is gossip slash banter slash spilling the non-existent tea should we start i guess at the beginning chronologically or actually let's start with overall like what did you guys think of this episode because for me it was definitely my least favorite so far I mean I just want needed to find out about Oz's death that was something that was driving me crazy yeah so you liked it yeah but I also don't know where this is going to go in the future because like what now um but my other thing that I liked is that for the first time 
like Fatma is like openly deceptive, like purposefully deceptive. Mm-hmm. When she pretends she's gonna throw up, mm-hmm. she like actually deceives this guy and like is able to trick him. Um, and I thought that was like kind of a turning point. That's a good point. Yeah, I I kind of agree with you, Sammy, because I'm like, yeah, where does this go from here? Like we see like a murder per episode. Um, she's definitely getting more comfortable with it. Uh, and she also said, this caught my attention. She also said, look at me when she was committing the murder, which is what she said to Ekbash. So like, is she, is that her MO? Also, does that yeah. mean like she's becoming it's more serial yeah, killer? Yeah, more serial so, killer. Like, is signs. she having, developing an MO and also kind of like liking it? I don't know. If, I don't know if that's the point of liking it, but she certainly is satisfied with her ability to take out people who, piss her off or like literally have wronged her in the past like she founds out she finds out that Yusuf like basically was involved in all of the Zafash like shit so um but yeah I I, overall I think I wasn't super enthralled with the episode like at you know the gas station scene and stuff I was kind of meh yeah the gas station scene really dragged on yeah it was really (laughs) Yeah, yeah Uh, Okay, so we start with her waking up post uh, very satisfying slash gruesome murder, and she remembers um, Bayram's advice to be invisible, which I think is probably the first time she's like really tried to be invisible, Um, and it works out just fine for her, obviously. But I I think they're taking the being invisible thing too far, (laughs) because it's not true. Like, on the elevator, she's obviously making faces that would be super incriminating to anyone. Like, even those goons. Maybe those goons are just too clueless. They're too clueless. But, like, then, then in the convenience store, her facial expression, like, finally is acknowledged, you know? Because, like, she always has, a like, a uh, that same face yeah. on. Like, a pouty kind of, like, I hate my life kind of face. <laughs> and during, well... First, there's a huge contrast because they have the happy face when she's, like, with her kids. And second, like, those cops, like, almost don't believe her because she's making the pouty mm-hmm. face. And, like, prob- either th- that to me either signals that she is still hoping that she can get away from that situation or that she just, like, cannot, cannot hide her emotions and that's going to, like, be a problem in the future. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with you that her her faces are definitely a little bit much. Like, I, I think she's a fabulous actress. Like, I don't think it's that that's the problem, I think. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's it's getting a little hard to believe that no one would notice her running around looking like <gasps> with her head down all the time. But the gas station attendant does notice her um, and tries to help her out. And I just, I don't really know why she didn't use that situation to her advantage, except that she's not really that much of a schemer. And she couldn't really figure out how to twist it. That scene was was very confusing to me because, like, how, how is she, I lost my train of thought, but I just, I just don't understand what she wants. Like, if she wants to get saved and, like, escape this guy or if she wants to like keep a low profile or that was confusing to me 
I mean, my guess, and this is just a guess, is like uh, a la Gladiator, like she's living for revenge on Zafir, and if she gets that, she'd be happy to be killed or be put in jail or whatever. Spoilers for Gladiator, <laughs> I guess. If you haven't seen that movie. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, like it's been out 20 years. <laughs> Yeah, the gas station was just confusing to me. Um, there were easier ways out of that than what happened to her. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She didn't need to get back in the truck with that guy. Yeah. Also, do we think the cookies look good? <laughs> in the co- no. I, right? I, don't, I was like, child, don't, there's other things. <laughs> they looked like um, those, uh, the cookie, chocolate chip cookie cereal. Oh, yeah. Um, cookie crisp. Cookie yeah. crisps, yeah. It looked like that. Yeah, which like looks good in commercials, but actually looks really bad. Also, the name of the I just to just to translate the name of the I've never seen this before on the show before. See, excuse me, seeing it on the show by the way, but the the brand was I don't know if, I don't even know if it's a real brand. It is Chok Obur, but Chok is spelled like chalk, like chocolate. So C H O C, but in Turkish Chok is very um, or a lot depending on the context. And obur means uh, like a gl- like a glutton or gluttonous. So the name of the chocolate is like very gluttonous. <laughs> or chocolate, like cookie. <laughs> so it's just like overall, it's like oh wow. no. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd want to eat something that said very gluttonous. But then again, uh, when we lived in Durham, I was obsessed with Chubby's tacos. So. And yeah, Chubby's is somehow like cuter. <laughs> it's cuter. By the way, for our listeners, we are currently seeing Sophia through a veil of white cat hair. Which is, I mean, honestly, <laughs> it's, it's pretty really frequent on this, this show. <laughs> if only it was a visual medium. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe one day I'll, I'll be quick enough to screenshot it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so once she gets in the truck and heads towards the forest, we kind of get the whole O's backstory, I guess, or in the gas station as well. So I guess, what did you guys think about how they presented him as a disabled character? I don't really know enough about uh, autism or the spectrum to know if his form of it as depicted is something that would exist and is portrayed, uh, you know, realistically, but compassionately, or if, you know, it's totally over the, the vocalizations and stuff are totally over the top. I don't know. Like, I just don't know if it's, you know, if we, if such symptoms are, are have been observed kind of out in the world and if that's a good, a good uh, depiction. Also, you know, there's also a lot of discussion in general in the world about like using actors and actresses on the spectrum for depictions and kind of the sensitivity around that mm. um and also it's even controversial to call it a disability i mean i think in Oz's case it's definitely debilitating like the, his form yeah is yeah, definitely yeah. preventing him from um you know getting a kind of a standard public school education and all this stuff so in his case there's definitely presenting him with like challenges um, but not all folks on the spectrum you know would agree that what they have what what that is is a disability um so I don't know. It's 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 tough. It's tough. Like for me, like any kind of uh, 
disability or special needs or even mental illness it's just like so like I don't know if they've done their research or if it's done well enough and it always like no matter what it is it just unless I know like the writer and the showrunner have some direct experience with it I like always part of me is like a little bit uncomfortable and I don't know if they've done Mm -hmm. enough justice to it so yeah I don't directly mind it but I'm kind of like "Mm, I don't know (laughs) yeah I I think it's also kind of um interesting that yeah they only show like one kind of behavior mostly like mostly the sounds that he makes and the stacking I guess and they and then like his mother and the author like describe him in certain ways like oh he's a very this and that and he does this and that but like we don't get to see that from his actions as an audience so I think that's kind of just like something that I think would be better would would be if they could show like more parts of of who he is because he's definitely like someone beyond his his disability so I think that's that would be my comment I think we can say for sure that it was a um more empathetic depiction than schizophrenia in our last show uh which was just used as a really scary plot device so Oz is kicked out of school. They're doing something. I guess they, she's on her way to clean the lady's house when he gets away from her and is killed. And the I think the most shocking thing about all of this is that the reason that he died, liter- like very on a very basic level, is that motherfucker Ismail calling her on the phone to torture her pretending to be Zafir. So I wish we could see that death over again in that context, because I would feel even better about it. Um, and then I think, I think we mentioned this last episode, but what is the logic of Zafir? I guess I always assumed that Zafir disappeared and Oz was killed at the same time, but now it just seems like, like he came home checked in and then disappeared like it's very weird I don't get it I don't get the timeline so you're you're saying that you think that Zafar like said hey and then disappeared but I thought I thought like he had a release date and that date came and went and the basically in my head the prison was like yeah he left on his date he didn't I feel like she like didn't, he didn't come home and then she checked up on him and then you right. know right 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 okay yeah that I, makes sense. I I still don't think she's um, like I don't think she's seen him since pre-prison okay okay that makes sense um because yeah there has to be a different reason other than the blood money for him to have disappeared and, and because did we mention it disappeared yeah and did we mention the recap that Zafesh spent the blood money in one night at a nightclub (laughs) wait when did we learn that Uh, Yusuf Yusuf said it oh I was like oh by the way Zafesh like took that blood money and he buried it in a night nightclub like he spent it all he wasted it all in a nightclub in one night yeah so he's a real real POS Oh, I really wow. need him. He deserves so- to die. So yeah, he's bad. good. That is going to be one hell of a death. Because, like I've said before, the actor is a well-known actor, so he is gonna definitely appear in one of these. Episodes. And he still hasn't appeared. Yeah. So, like, to hire him for like one episode is going to be crazy. Yeah. 
I am drawn into hating uh, Fatima's sister, but I also feel like they're not painting her in a very sympathetic light. And like, they could have done it in a more nuanced way where like, yeah, like it's not necessarily her sister's responsibility to take her kid when she asks, even though, yeah, it's a really shitty thing to be shopping in Sephora and like, be like, I'm too busy to take him, you know? I don't know. I felt like that was too much like, wow, she's just a vapid bitch who doesn't deserve any sympathy. Yeah, she is pretty um, one dimensional, which is definitely a weakness in the script unless they, I mean, they've got to expand more on, maybe they won't. That's the thing. Like they've left the flashbacks in such a position where it may be enough to let the viewers fill in the, fill in the, you know, blanks and assume that it was like some kind of horrible, I mean, all sexual assault is horrible, obviously, but it's some, you know, very, very awful childhood event, um, some sort of sexual violence. And her trauma is kind of reflected in this behavior. Like they may just like leave it at that, but I also feel like, I mean, Jesus, like she's so, (laughs) she's so unavailable (laughs) to her sister, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, it's cra- it's crazy that Fatima even bothers to like keep in touch with yeah. her at this point. Yeah, but in her defense, I have to say that I don't think it's fair that Fatima blames her for her kid dying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, of course. That's a shitty situation, but like she's not to blame for. I mean, she's very vapid, but like she. I mean, it's not her fault. Yeah, agreed. And I think it's unfair of Fatima to hold that against her rather than just holding her being shitty for every other in every other way yeah yes that is definitely right um we didn't talk about this can't wait to bring this up so Fatima takes Oz to the writer's house and guess what he's freaking like Gandhi he's like so nice (laughs) to the kid Sophia do you feel bad for wishing his death the answer is always no. Well, that's I did mention that in the recap just because I did think it was kind of out of character for him. <laughs> but that's so wonderful. Imagine that he him nice like attacking the them with the bludgeon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so funny. <laughs> did y'all catch oh, that? No. I don't know okay. if they put this in the subtitles, but the name of the episode was well, they translated into English as mothers and sons, but in Turkish, it's literally mothers and their sons. It's, I don't know, there's a, it's a little bit of, there's a little bit of a distinction, um, but mm-hmm. so, and he, it comes from the writer, like, observing uh, Fatma and Oluz and, like, titling whatever he was writing that, I don't know if, like, anything's going to come from that, or if it was just like, oh, that's where, like, I don't, like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that was his last bestseller. Maybe, yes. Everything. So but back to Sophia's point that he's exploiting Fatima's life to make all of the money. Oh my God. Which is, I mean, is that <laughs> even any better than just killing them? Probably not. <laughs> oh yeah. That's how, mm-hmm. That yeah. seems reasonable. I have, a, I have a similar like code of morals to Fatma like very some very proportionate very chill 
everything is measured and calm. No, no, that is not. No yeah. Decisions. Yeah, very measured and calm. I was editing the uh, our last episode of Innocent today, and uh, you were talking about your spinoff idea. Oh, yeah. where <laughs> they took that guy to an island and just beat him yeah. to death on reality yeah, TV. Pretty. I mean, chill, <laughs> chill, very ethical. No, nothing, nothing wrong with that yeah. idea whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so this. A uh, whole rich family connection with the construction mm. and the um, Ismail worked for them, I guess. And the kid died from their teenage son killing him. And like, where do you think this is heading? Like, is this just a bunch of random connections to these random rich people? Or is there going to be some connection to Fatima or Zafar or something? Or maybe Byram? Well, the thing is that that shady dude that was the one that probably found Zafar. Mm-hmm. So there's probably something extra shady about him because how would he find this guy? That's oh, like the lawyer guy. Found? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, the lawyer guy's definitely shady. Yeah, and well, the lady, I don't know. I was, I thought she was married to the lawyer guy at first, and then I realized that wasn't it. No, but she's just the matriarch of the family where's the father though off doing business things (laughs) being a very important businessman or it's the writer (laughs) kill him you've said it before (laughs) (laughs) he's got to be connected to somebody this guy who just like lives alone it's got to be the got to be the apartment rich family in the writing yeah 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 maybe they're all maybe all of the rich people are related i mean one family of predators eat the rich hashtag eat the rich (laughs) (laughs) oh god (laughs) this is like some kind of this show is like a gen z manifesto (laughs) but turns out yeah maybe (laughs) Did you guys catch the reference that uh, Emine made when Fatma called her like, oh, my husband's in trouble because he signed for this thing that had something to do with Zafar or Bayram or something? I don't know. There's something. Maybe Silver Fox lawyer is Emine's husband. Yeah, I think. Didn't we say that before? I feel like that's very plausible. I don't know if we said it before. We might have, but yes, I think I'm I'm in on this theory now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then he's like complaining to her about the Zafar Fatma family. And when Fatma finds out that her brother-in-law is responsible for the blood money payments, uh, he's not going to last long. Nope. Yeah, once she finds him like that, that's over. (laughs) Yeah. And then the part of this episode that I did really like was when the, uh, was his name Yusuf, the goon? Yeah. Yeah. Yusuf is like, yeah, so your son died. Like the pain didn't kill you. Move on. And then she shoots him in the stomach and is like, this pain will kill you. (laughs) (laughs) I like that she has witty uh, comebacks now. (laughs) Yeah, I like that too. That was uh, that was iconic. 
Yeah. That was, like, that was a Fatima quotable moment for sure. Her quotable yeah, moments are yeah. all very scary. <laughs> yeah. And as you mentioned, she is now exhibiting more like repetition and pattern uh, yeah. behavior. So that makes her more and more of a serial killer. Yeah, definitely. Just interesting. It'll be interesting to see if there's a compulsion element to it or not. Uh, like we're at the point where like she needs, like, I don't know if that's like necessary. I think it is necessary for the definition of serial killer that we looked up that there's some compulsiveness to it. I don't know if she's there yet. I feel like a lot of these are crimes of necessity in her mind. But that also might be how she justifies it because she might be like the righteous type of serial killer. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. I don't know that Yusuf deserved it except that they made him randomly shoot at her two separate occasions for no particular reason. He's very bad, like close yeah. range, terrible. Yeah. That truck was sick. I have to say, I like this truck a lot. I'm like, <laughs> not a big truck person, but I like the vintage. <laughs> <laughs> and great for uh, sneaking women out of garages, apparently. apparently. For women to sneak out of garages. <laughs> for women to sneak out of garages, yes. <laughs> Is there anything else that we should talk about in this section? I'm good. Right. So now we're going to move on to our history section where we're going to talk about the scintillating topic of cookies. You're welcome, audience. Um, Wait, I'm going to ask a dumb question because I know that you already went through it. Yeah. Like, where did this cookie thing come from? Remember when she's in the gas station and the little boy comes up to her and he points at the cup of cookies and then she gets it for him? It was one part in the very, very long gas station sequence. I'm not surprised that you didn't get Super it. Super important. I don't understand how you could forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, guys, who knew? Cookies appear to have their origins in 7th century AD Persia, um, shortly after the use of sugar became relatively common in the region, and they spread to Europe through the Muslim conquest of Spain. By the 14th century, they were common in all levels of society throughout Europe, from royal cuisine to street vendors. Who knew? I did not. I don't know why. My Eurocentric worldview, I guess. I know. Bias. I I just assumed they originated on the Great British Baking Show. (laughs) A couple years ago, huh? Not not so long ago. (laughs) We didn't have cookies, now we do. God bless Um, the people. (laughs) Unfortunately, I've never been to Iran and probably won't get the chance to go. But um, cookies are like... She's exceedingly American, Sophia. American passports, (laughs) like, not a thing. Oh, get a second nationality thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'll get right on no <laughs> <laughs> uh, But I remember in Morocco that uh, rose um, syrup-based cookies were like a very important part of the cuisine. Wow, really Which important I'm part of the cuisine. Similar oh. to the cookies that are in Iran, but I don't know. Hmm. Like rose-based cookies. Uh, um, I'm a big fan of cookies i wouldn't know i don't know if they're like no i, mean, I have more to say than that oh uh, i don't know if they're like, <laughs> like they're definitely like prominent in like bakeries in turkey 
I just don't know if it's like the dessert. Like, I feel like it's like a thing that is available and like that, you know, when you have people over, like if you're skilled, you would bake cookies and there's like certain kinds of like typical cookies, but I don't know. Like, I feel like like baklava like comes to mind and like all the more syrupy desserts mm-hmm. versus cookies. Um, I do remember that Simit Sarai had a tahini cookie that was yeah. incredible. Yes. Those tahini cookies were so good. Yeah, there's, yeah. There, yeah, there, and there's like what, what we call them. There's like a large class of cookies that we call. I mean, the Turkish is literally like un kurabiyesi or, or un kurabiyedir, and un is flour. So like that, that's not a very good description because like flour cookies, all cookies have flour. But um, <laughs> they're like crispier. Like they're 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 not crispy because they're thin. They're quite thick, but it's like not uh, not like the fresh out of the oven gooey chocolate chip cookie kind of texture it's like you know you bite I, I can't even think of a good comparison of like a western cookie but um you definitely like have to like bite into it and it's not like I guess it's not gooey by any means it's quite it's a dry cookie um usually has like powdered sugar on it at Simit as well they had like a version of that with like apple um filling or I mean you can do like other kinds of fillings on them um but or like just plain where it's just like you know plain flavor uh without you know chocolate or filling or anything uh, I would say like those are like very like if you're going over to like a typical Turkish person's house for tea like that's something that that might be one thing that they just have ready to go just to, to serve you um mm-hmm. in terms of a dessert not 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 it's not like the sta- like like I said there's no like standard cookie that absolutely everyone serves at all times but that would be like one that would not surprise me to see um but we don't have the well we might have the rose thing but that feels like not have to, like, uh, yeah forward. I don't remember yeah. rose being a very not like typical yeah common flavor yeah which is good because yeah. roses yeah but it's, it's very common in Iran like for example yeah the friend that I was staying with that was making food like they make the rice with rose water too mm-hmm. like it's very incorporated it's interesting yeah how they're like neighboring uh countries now and civilizations previously and just like yeah that not other than Turkish delight it's like not really a thing yeah yeah thank you Turkey for not adopting <laughs> rose water yeah Sammy's palate is very really much can't better. handle it <laughs> really but it's it's not bad it doesn't you can't taste it in the rice yeah no I think it's like a very subtle flavor like I love um rose flavored Turkish delight delicious but like when it's really heavy I find it really hard to eat mm, yeah in terms of everybody's favorite cookie chocolate chip huh chocolate chip yeah I mean it for me definitely I agree chocolate chip unpopular opinion oatmeal raisin what is wrong with you I love oatmeal raisin I will I am so good at obtaining oatmeal raisin at like work events where people are like there's a box lunch <laughs> yeah it's and not like, hard because oh. no one they're else like, wants that shit they're like oh dope I got chocolate chip just kidding it's oatmeal raisin I'm like yeah give me exactly <laughs> 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 how it goes <laughs> do you Pretty like awesome. it for the flavor or do you like it because everyone will give you their oatmeal raisin cookies you're, you're, you're just accusing me of being just so into eating that I, <laughs> I, 
horrible resource. Uh, no, I like I like the like the cinnamony um, flavor and the and like the oats and stuff. I mean, mm. raisins. The raisins are like secondary importance to me. I'm like not a huge. I wouldn't say I'm like independently a big raisin fan, but it works for me in the context of the cookie. Like if I just had a plain oatmeal, like an oat cookie, like without the raisins, I would also, that would, that would be dope too. So um, I have this recipe for these Dutch uh, oat cookies. They are, so, they're like so good. I can't describe to you. Yeah. Send it. Um, in terms of store-bought, um, I don't know if, do you guys, would you guys count a Malomar as a cookie? Ooh. Let me think. What is that? It's like only around in the winter. It comes in a yellow box and it's like um, a like shortbread biscuit yeah, I would. with I would marshmallow and then covered in chocolate. Really we have good. those in, we have a version of that. I didn't even know that these existed in the US. But I still have a version of them in Turkey too, and I would definitely oh, really? consider them a cookie. I would consider them a cookie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We have them here too. They had a very controversial name, and now it's changed. <laughs> really? Tell me more. Oh, <laughs> don't tell us what the name is, please. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to say it on the on the pod. Okay. Um, and then also but, I have to I have to throw in America's favorite cookie, the Oreo, because the Oreo they're great. Yeah. The Oreo is a wonderful cookie, but I have a very unpopular opinion about it. What? I don't like the cream. I only like the outside part. You know, my friend I was just staying with in Charleston had the exact same thing. I think that's so bizarre. I've like never heard that before. (laughs) The cream is horrible. It tastes so fake. Yeah, but you eat it with the cookie and then it's good. I just prefer to eat the other part alone. And you like like, throw out the cream? No, I eat it on its own, but I don't enjoy it. <laughs> and then I really enjoy eating the two lids. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, mine is, uh, well, I, I agree with Oreo for store-bought. I also really like Chips Ahoy in terms of like Oh, yeah. Which kind mm-hmm. of Chips Ahoy? Just like the normal. I, like I don't, I don't need the, like the soft or the fancy. I mean, I like the soft yeah. version too, but. I'm good with the crispier, like, okay. yeah, I, I will, like, like, not be able to stop eating them, though, like, if you give me, like, a standard box of them, like, <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, my friend my had a is... box of Oreos in her apartment, and we polished that off real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Oreos, and then I, but I, my favorite chocolate chip package cookie is probably the Pepper Ridge Farm one. Oh, oh. the ones that come, that are, like, pretty big? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, those are Santa good. Cruz, what's the chocolate chip one called? They all have like fancy names. They all have like fancy names. I don't know. But the Milano is very oh, good. Oh, Milano's. Oh my God. I can't believe I oh, didn't mention those. Yeah. I thought too. you meant like the chocolate chip version. Okay. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love the chocolate chips. I don't know their fancy name. I really wanted to try like them now Cruz. that I was. Is, is it sad that I know this? <laughs> it's not Pepperidge Farm. Oh it's, oh, oh, it's the oatmeal raisin. That's why I know it's Santa Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pepperidge Farm, Montauk. Montauk, how pretentious, mm. East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> how delicious. Oh, and then Tate's are like from Tate's very- the Hamptons. 
and those yeah. are really good crispy used, used to chip. spend my extra um food points at duke on just buying up all the tastes <laughs> i think that's a really great use of food points <laughs> i mostly use the on beer that i didn't even want <laughs> <laughs> Beer that I was told to purchase. That I was ordered to purchase, yes. (laughs) Do we have any last cookie comments? Um, No, other than the fact that, like, great uh, segment pick. I know. I was worried we weren't going to have anything to say, but I think we had a really rousing discussion about cookies. Yeah, I mean, the whole, like, the factoids at the start, that's going to be great for trivia. Yeah, I had no idea, but it makes sense. I mean... Um, apparently like the development of sugarcane outside of Southeast Asia was like a big factor. Oh. I'm still very confused as to how people would go from like seeing a sugarcane to like making it into processed sugar. Like, that was a great how did someone think of that? There was a, um, I was reading an article on like America's cooking.net or something like that. And it said it had a quote from like a traveler at the time when cookies were not a thing and they were like the persians have somehow developed a honey without the use of bees from this random stick it's very confusing (laughs) that would be (laughs) without a stick (laughs) all right so if we're good on cookies uh hopefully we can all eat some tonight we will move on into oh, our final. Even I don't have any cookies available oh, to me. Oh, I'm sorry. God damn it, Sammy! I'm so Where sorry. I take it back. I hope you don't eat cookies tonight because that would be terrible. Okay, so we're going to move on into our favorite section, which is WTF, Sultan of Success, and Fatima's hit list. Should we start with WTF? Sure. Okay, so first is uh, what the fuck cops for bringing the woman and her suspected abuser together and asking the woman if he's abusing her, like... How could yeah. that ever work? That's an absolutely yeah. terrible tactic. Very true. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> okay, this is very nitpicky, and I'm sorry, but when Fatma does her puke and run, which was excellent, uh, the guy walks around the back of the pickup truck to get to the passenger side, and I was like, what the fuck? It's clearly closer if you walk around the front of the truck very weird decision my dude but i think he might have thought that she hid under the truck when she was puking or behind the truck yeah i don't know (laughs) maybe he was avoiding the puke trail i don't know (laughs) we could give him the benefit of the doubt okay i kind of mentioned this before but what the fuck with this heavy shooting at her like he shot at her on the roof He came up, she fell, he came up to her, he didn't shoot her. And then in the forest again, like he shoots at her a bunch of times and then she falls, he comes up to her and he doesn't shoot her. It's like just so confusing. If you're going to shoot somebody, well, no, I'm not going to say that, but (laughs) 
I don't understand why he's not finishing the job that he's starting. I agree with that. That's like so bad. It's not even realistic or believable at that point. <laughs> not then, that a lot of stuff on the show is believable, but anyway. No, yeah. but normally quite entertaining. Um, and then my final is what the fuck the like happiness motherhood montages that took place throughout the episode. Um just very odd. I don't get it. I understand that they have to make O's a character that you're invested in before they brutally murder him off screen. Uh, but I thought those were really weird and completely different vibe from the rest of the show. Yeah, that's true. What are your guys's what the fucks? Um, I had a big WTF for the school scene where the principal and the teacher are just like, Got it. Got to get him out of the school. Got to enroll him somewhere else. And she's like, "Where?" And they're like, "Got to enroll him somewhere else." Like, are you <laughs> no suggestions? Like, what? How is yeah. she supposed to know? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It was so rude and heartless. Also, um, I was WTFing at the convenience store at clerk at the gas station like not immediately helping her I thought she wasn't going to that she was just gonna like give her looks and like not do anything even though they Mm -hmm. kept showing that cop car Mm -hmm. uh but then she redeemed herself by like trying to help like a good bit and Fatma like didn't allow herself to be helped but because she had other ways of handling her situation apparently (laughs) um and then Zalthaz like you know spending of the blood money for his dead child at a nightclub. Bye bye, Zafar. Yes, bye bye, Zafar is definitely correct. Yes. Sophia, what are yours? Um, I think my first one is the show uh, trying to sell to us that like Fatma's invisible, but at the same time she's not. Like I don't, I don't know. That's gimmick is getting kind of old for me. Um, because. She's making all these faces. She's very conspicuous. Like, come on. She's about to get caught. But whatever. Oh, God. Sorry. Um, What else would be my what the fuck? Well, I guess all, I thought, I mean, for obvious reasons, she didn't do this. But, like, what the fuck? That woman not correcting Fatma and being like, oh, no, I'm not the doctor. You know, like. Oh, yeah. I felt like it was kind of, kind of a chicken shit thing to do. Because, like, come on. Like, lady, she, like, you need to, uh, like, own up. I don't know. Stuff. I would be a chicken shit in that situation also. <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah. I guess. Um, also, kind of, what the fuck, the neighbor telling these people all this information about Fatma, which is probably going to be used against Fatma. So it makes me a bit sad. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Oh, well, I think pretty big what the fuck to... Fatma like passing out after killing Ekber. Like, <laughs> I just don't see that's plausible because like she had so much adrenaline probably and everything. Like, I just don't think that's plausible. Plot reasons. Anything is not plausible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely <laughs> plot reasons. <laughs> um, what else? What the fuck do I have? The author being nice for once. Oh, God. Um. I also, I don't know if it's a what the fuck, but I'm very curious about like when Sera's mother said that she doesn't want Sera to be with O's. Mm. So like, I wonder if there's something shady there or something. 
Well, because they said at school that he had been attacking his classmates, right? So yeah, and that he had violent tendencies. Mm, yeah. yeah, but maybe there's backstory there. I don't know. Well, because like if you were Fatma and you have to bring your kid to work, will you t- would you tell your employer that? No, no, no. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. So there must have been something. But you would think if something had happened that they would have fired Fatma. I don't know. Mm, true. Yeah, and I'm, I'm still very confused about what the sister said about not being able to care for Owus because her husband's not around. Like, why would that be a thing? Well, financially, she can't. Or, like, time-wise, no, but she can't. Fine, but financially, she, I mean, she's, like, Fatma's asking her to babysit, not to, like, take charge of the child forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, I think those are my what the fucks, the extent. Okay. Let's do uh, Fatma's hit list next, and then we can end on success. <laughs> um, I have a slight suspicion that Zofar might be up at the top of this hit list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although uh, this is six episodes, right? So I'm guessing that Zafar will be episode six. I am going to put Bayram at the top of her hit list for next episode because she I, she must deduce that he told the goon to kill her, right? So he's got to be taken out. I think that he might prove useful in finding Zafar, though. Hmm. Maybe, maybe she tortures him and gets it out of him. I don't know. <laughs> and then I kills him. Like he knows more and then kills him, yeah. And yeah. then somehow kills the writer to a piece of fear. Right, to a piece of Sophia's bloodlust. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think's at the top, Sophia? I think I agree with Bayram. I mean, Yusuf would be at the top if he hadn't been killed yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it could it's be. weird, I guess. She, is that the, the mother of this? The no, sister. She, it was like something. Oh, I think it's weird because I guess she hadn't gotten on her murder streak yet but like it's weird that she doesn't want to kill the guy who killed O's. yes yeah she doesn't seem to see him as responsible but we also don't know like how much she was told about this kid like what if he was like drunk or something like she doesn't know so I don't know if that's going to come up later it's a good point yeah um, but I think that's it that's yeah. Okay. So now we're going to do Sultan of Success. And my nomination is the gas station attendant. I didn't catch her name, but shouts to her for, um, I mean, it's not her fault. The cops were morons about how they went about it. Like she did her best for uh, Fatma, who she thought was in a difficult situation. I was going to nominate her too, actually. And she gave her free water. That was nice. Yeah, that was nice. Um, I mean, personally, I agree with Sammy's Gandhi comparison, and I want to give shouts also to the writer. (laughs) And also being Sophia's arch nemesis. Just to piss Sophia off. (laughs) (laughs) Sophia's like, I can't even talk right now. She can't talk. She's speechless. (laughs) (laughs) With rage. (laughs) 
He's <laughs> like about to go I'm mostly just, murder the writer. <laughs> mostly just extremely hungry right now. <laughs> well, good thing we have come to the end of this podcast. Congratulations to our Sultan of Success, the gas station attendant. You did good, girl. We hope you get great things in your future. Uh, we're very excited to see who ends up at the top of Fatma's hit list in episode five. And we hope that you guys will tune in for that episode. See you guys next time. Bye.